Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, welcome back to Cozy Womb Podcast. My name is Shan, Mama of the Girls. Hey, you're at Cozy Womb. This is episode 35. Withholding affection creates holds in kids, aka children, aka your children, my children, the kids that are outside. And I feel like the problem with adults today is stemming from the way they were raised as children, the affection they got, the affection that they did not get. And right now, sometimes new parents, parents who um, transition from being able to play outside as kids to having video games to um, working as teenagers to being completely thrown in technology world. We know the differences and the levels of that, you know, our child life would have been completely different if we had what our kids have right now. So we have to stop in this fast paced world of being constantly on the go and, you know, having things that will appease children and remember that our children need our one-on-one time. Our children need hugs. They need um, encouragement verbally, physically, emotionally in your face. They need our time. So we have to stop whatever we're doing in a day. And you got to make a point to hug on your kids before they get to a point where they don't even want to hug you. Before they feel like they're above that. Or they're too grown. Stop. Stop kissing on me. Stop hugging me. Stop, um, you know, wanting to be up under me or lay on me or cuddle. Like, affection warms the spirit of human beings. That is what happens. We don't see a lot of animals always on top of each other or telling 
other animals, hey, I love you or I appreciate you getting me that fruit yesterday because that's not what they're supposed to do. We're not animals. We're human beings. So there's things we're supposed to verbally say as as um, on top of physically do, physically show. And it's instantly a thing that opens a child up or opens a human being up with a hug or showing emotion. Kids need love and correction. Kids need correction and love. I feel like correction is a form of caring. For me as an adult, when I meet people and I'm in relationships, if I don't care to correct you, that means I don't care. When I'm correcting you, when I'm taking my time out of everything else that I have going on to have a discussion with you on your betterment, that means I care. Same thing with children. Your children are little people that are a piece of you, not you, that you do not own, that you help create, that need your guidance, okay? And that's a relationship that you have to build because a lot of relationship with parents end or aren't successful or um, don't go in a way that most parents would think it would go. Because some parents were raised by um, their parents who were not loving, who were not affectionate, who were not compassionate. It was like, you know, I love you because if I didn't love you, you wouldn't have a house, you wouldn't have clothes, you wouldn't have um, shoes, and you wouldn't be able to go to school. So that shows that I love you. You don't need anything else. But the reality is that's not the end all say all about love. There's more that you have to put into a child. Is not just a well-being of. That's your responsibility as a parent, but there's more to it. And this has to be talked about because now we live in a time where there's single parents, a lot of single parents. And there's parents who are married and it looks like a good household. It looks like, oh, a mom lives there and the dad lives there and they have a dog and they have a nice house and they go to school and they have clean clothes and the kids play. But in all actuality... Sometimes you have a mom that's at the house cooking, cleaning, running errands, taking the kids back and forth, helping the kids with homework, making sure they get dressed, giving them a bath, um, putting them to bed, taking them to school. And then you have a father that's making sure that he works a job that can pay for the house, the lights, the um, electric, the water, make sure that that mom has enough money to go purchase their clothes, their books, anything else that they would need, right? But is emotionally absent from the children at home. That is physically not involved with taking children to doctor's appointments or um, calling out when a child is sick. It's usually mostly pushed on a mother that, hey, Tay-Tay's sick. I got to work. When in reality, both parents work. But it's more so pushed on a mom to do the motherly thing of calling out of work, taking a child to a doctor's appointment and missing work and having more sick days that she has to use or vacation days that she has to use because she's pushed more so to the forefront of taking off to take care of a child. I feel like that's lopsided. So that's why when I would take my um, daughters to their doctor's appointment, I'll be in amazement to see the fathers in there. And I always would wonder to myself, 
did he take off of work to be here? Or did he just schedule this uh, doctor's appointment on his off day? And does he feel um, uh, grateful or happiness that he's available to take his child to this doctor appointment? Or is he irritated that he has to take this child to the doctor's appointment? So there's levels about it. But I will say for Arya's that he has like scheduled him his work life and whatever around being able to take her to a doctor's appointment and never give me, gave, given me flack for it. Because as a father and a mother, that's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to have an attitude about it. But I feel like in a marriage, when there are children involved, it should not be something that's consistently only pushed on a mother. It shouldn't be something that's consistently only pushed on a mother to take care of a household, to take care of kids, to teach kids, to make sure they're in bed, to go run their errands. It should be balanced. Moms do some, dads do some. Moms also work and contribute to bills. Dads also work and contribute to bills. But when it comes to these kids, we both do it. Because I grew up in a house where it was my mom and my dad. And my dad never took us to doctor's appointments. My dad never drove us to like stores to go grocery shopping. Um, unless it was on Sunday and he had to. And my dad made my mom pay for the groceries for the household. He never helped him pay for those. He just felt like he gave the house, he gave the money if we needed to go um, get clothes, but my mom had to do the shopping. He um, paid the utility bills, but my mom had to do the cooking, the teaching, the staying up late with us to do projects, the um, taking the bus to the trolley, to the bus, to walking, to go to the doctor's appointments, to get him back home in order to cook him dinner by seven o'clock. I saw that. And so when people say, oh, you need to be raising a child in a two-parent home, and I, I know what my experience is, I have an issue with that because I saw a two-parent home and I saw my mom live as a single parent. So I feel like the the focus should be the relationship of parents in a home and not so much is a man and a woman physically in a home with children. Because you can be physically in a home with children and do nothing. So I feel like it works both ways. And as far as like affection, my dad did hug me. My dad did... Um, kiss me and give me piggyback rides downstairs but as far as like constant encouragement um after my mom and him divorced and I lived outside the house primarily I would visit him sometimes it wasn't that it it was no encouragement there was no compassion there was no hugs I remember um visiting him at like 12 and 14 and not wanting to call him dad in the house because it felt awkward. It felt like I'm forcing something that's not real. It, it, he didn't feel like a dad to me because I just felt holes in my life where he should have been there or he should have showed up or he should have called and he didn't. And he never um, talked about that. He never showed any... Um, he never showed any... Um, like consideration for the time that he missed. It, it was kind of like a shrug. And I felt like you don't deserve this title or this name 
to be called a dad. So whenever I talk to him, I talk at him. Um, do we have anything to eat? Um, do I need to do this? Did you see this? Can I do this? It was never a name. And I don't know if he caught it or not because my father is now deceased. Um, we never talked about it. I know that he felt I have a phone and he has a phone. And um, if I want him, I need to call him. It's not the other way around. I know he felt that because he told me. So when it comes to a home of children, kids need love and correction no matter where parents are at. How they treat others depends on the affection that kids receive. Um, Having high self-worth and self-esteem depends on the pouring into that they get from their parents and their grandparents and the siblings and the people around them that say that they love them. You have to make sure that they're constantly pouring in. Kids now sing and they rap about holes they may have from not having the right attention or affection while they were kids. And I say kids rap about and sing about because you can go up in age and still have the mindset of a child. We see it with teenagers. We see it with people in their 20s. We even see it with people in their 30s. Sometimes, unfortunately, their 40s. Because they haven't dealt with what they did not have as children and what they continuously still to this day and age need. And that has to be a discussion. I feel like the music today from the young people today is a cry out for help or attention or, you know, somebody make me feel worthy of correction. Most of the time when kids act out, that's what they want. They want somebody to correct them. I remember growing up with my mom because she didn't believe in discipline. I remember growing up and my mom not giving me any boundaries and I wanted boundaries. I wanted somebody to tell me, you don't do this. I wanted that. I remember um, my mom never uh, disciplining myself or my brothers in the house. And it was, you know, you want something, you need something, you felt disrespected, y'all fight it out. It should have never been that. It should have been, I'm the parent. This is what this is. You're wrong. You're right. You you need to squash it. And my mom never did that. She just let us fight it out. And that shouldn't have been. And I remember being a teenager craving some type of discipline because to me, that's what meant a parent cared about you. If you didn't correct a child and a child was starving for guidance and, and you see that child every day and you make sure that child has food, water, clothes, whatever, a room, and you still don't correct that child, nothing that you, you do means anything. Nothing that you buy them means anything. You could be there every day and it means nothing because they will never feel that there is a parent in the household. Kids need correction. Kids need guidance. Kids need your compassion. Kids need your affection. They need all of it. That's why when people have kids back to back to back to back to back and their finances aren't getting better. Their situation is not getting better. Their environment is not getting better. That's a selfish thing to do. That's a selfish thing to do because those kids are being created, um, born, and born into an environment that can never fully 100% feed them. 
So to me, when you bring a child in the world, you have a responsibility to constantly be in a position to pour into that child. And if you're not doing that, then you really need to question, why are you still having these children? What good are you doing to these children, yourself, and the world by not fully giving this child 100% of what this child needs? To have a child in this day and time is a huge responsibility. And it's not just a financial huge responsibility. It's an emotional responsibility. It's a mental responsibility. It's a um, spiritual responsibility. And you have to show up. Because the kids don't ask to be here. Mentally and physically, your kids will be more calm when they get the right affection and compassion from you and their father. Period. They're going to be more at ease. Problems going to come up in their lives and they're going to be calm about it. They're going to search for a solution and they're not going to keep talking about what's not right. They're going to figure out how to make what's wrong correct. Kids want, well, kids won't grow up needy and seeking attention from the wrong people. Kids that go into gangs usually need guidance from their parents and they're not getting it. Sometimes because a parent can't give it because they were never taught to give it. Or the parent has to overwork and can't really be in the home and that kid is left looking for some type of family, looking for some type of um, togetherness, unity, and they go ahead and they crave it from a group or in their community that's in their community. And if you do your history, gangs were not a negative thing. Gangs were created to create some type of uh, unity in the community, okay? And I feel like over time, uh, certain gangs in the community that were about togetherness were infiltrated by people on the outside wanting um, drama, wanting negative negativity, wanting to uh, work that ego, okay? So if, if you don't want to raise a child seeking the wrong attention from r- the wrong people, then you need to do your work now. If I want to raise two daughters that are not seeking attention from older men that are going to manipulate them, I need to be doing their the work now. Their fathers need to be doing the work now. The holes in time that you leave in your daughters today will lead to holes that they're trying to fill as young women. And there are a lot of older men that prey on that. There are a lot of older women that prey on that. It's not just men. So fathers out there, if you do not live in the home of your daughters or your sons, figure out a way to fill in those gaps. Figure out a way to fill in those gaps. The best thing for for your child from you as a parent is to teach them everything you know. Is to constantly pour into them. Dad's affection, mom's affection got to be equal balance. There's no lopsidedness. There's no, oh, my mom shows me more affection than my dad, or my dad shows me more affection than my mom. It has to be balanced because your child is going to continuously grow in age, but not grow in mental and emotional space. And they're going to constantly keep craving that from 
other adults that do not have their best interests. Okay, so that's why hugging is important. Um, Encouraging is important. You know, listening to your children when they need to express their sadness, their anger, um, even them not knowing the answer and being unsure in life. A lot of adults have an issue with being unsure in life. And as adults, when they're at the workplace, when they're talking to HR, they start crying in the middle of a discussion of correction. And most of the time, that is because as children, nobody did that with them to show that it's okay not to know, to show that it's okay not to have the answer, and to show that it is okay to have corrective criticism so you can be better. So they look at that like a negative. They look at it like, I don't like people telling me what to do. I don't like people telling me how to do things. I don't like people telling me what I did wrong. And they lash out. And you'll have grown men today lash out because I'm a man and you can't tell me what to do. Can't nobody tell me nothing. I'm a man. Girls do it. Can't nobody tell me nothing. I'm a grown woman. I could wear makeup. I could stay out late. I could wear whatever I want. I could go to wherever I want. I could hang out whatever I want. And there's always going to be someone in life that wants to check that. So make sure that that affection from your parents is balanced. Make sure that the affection from you as a mother and that child's father is balanced. Kids with balance have more confidence. Kids with balance don't stay where they're not respected. Okay? Um, And most importantly in life, you just need this. Kids are usually more forgiving to others when they were shown compassion from their mothers and their fathers, period. Okay? So that's what I wanted to discuss today. I think it's super important. Um, I mean, we could watch First 48. We can watch um, Kids Behind Bars. We can watch uh, so many shows to see these children not being nurtured and loved and shown compassion in the right way that grow up to be what people title as monsters. And they, some people, I'll say this, some kids are born with psychological issues, okay? Some kids are born um, with you know, all types of scientific, body-like, mind-like issues where they don't think like other people, okay? Certain things are just not going to click for them. I'll give people that. But all of these children who act out, who um, take it in their heads that they want to harm animals, they want to harm other people, they want to go shoot up schools. They want to um, steal cars and go against the grain. No matter how much their parents love them, give to them, provide for them, give them opportunities, have people around that love them. They just constantly go against the grain. You need to be honest with yourself as a parent and say, hey, 
I did everything that I could do. I do not know how to correctly raise the child that I have. What resources are out there for me before it gets beyond the resources that you can have and your child has to sit behind bars? Because let me tell you, the world does not care about your children. The world does not want to figure out what your child's issue is. The world will just throw them in a cell with a key and make over 30 grand a month on them in taxes at a private prison. They do not care. So I feel like it is up to parents to notice certain things about our children and character and flaws and pros and cons and figure out, hey, I need to go ahead and nip this in the bud and have this child go see a therapist, have this child go talk to a doctor, um, or put this child in a different environment to see if it's something that they need that I cannot give them that somebody else can. Because I believe all children deserve a chance to um, be figured out. All children deserve a, a quality of living, a family, somewhere that they can be loved. And if you were not taught how to love a child, if you were not taught how to be a, a great parent, or you don't even know what that is, you have a duty as a parent to figure that out. And sometimes you might figure that out while you're trying to parent. But it's all good because as long as you be being transparent and honest with your children, they will love you at the end of the day. Okay? Children want to love their parents and parents want to know that they've done their best or they're doing well. It's a constant... Um, it's a constant critique that happens in the relationship of a mother and a father, um, a father and a child, and a child and a mother. It's a constant critique. Just like your um, your job does a three-month um, discussion or breakdown of, you know, how's the job going? Is there anything that I could do to be better? Is there anything that you need from me? Um, what is it that I'm doing great at? What is it that I'm not doing great at? That's the same discussion you need to have in your friendships and your relationships with your family, uh, your companion, and your children. That's constant improvement. That's constant betterment. And I think once parents get a hold of not withholding affection from their children because they don't want them to be too soft. They don't want them to be... Um, a quote-unquote punk. They don't want them to be too sheltered. I think we'll have better people in this world. Period. Okay? When your child is a baby, don't focus on, am I picking them up too much? Don't focus on, um, am I loving them too much? Do I care too much? Babies need that. When babies get the best affection, the most affection from their parents, male and female, their mind is more relaxed. There's a lot of research behind it, okay? And then, yes, to not enable your child, sometimes you're going to have to let your child sit and figure out how they can self-soothe. Yes, sometimes you're going to have to have your child do work that they claim they cannot do so they can figure out a solution because you know that they can. And it's going to take willpower because I did have a parent 
that enabled me to become an adult. So just do your best, be aware. And if you haven't hugged your child today, go hug them. And if you haven't kissed on your child today, go kiss on them. And if you haven't told your child that you love them, it doesn't have to be Valentine's Day, their birthday, Mother's Day, Father's Day, or Christmas, go do it. Do it. I knew that my mom loved me growing up, but she didn't tell me every day. She didn't tell me every day, but she showed it to me every day. Sometimes you're going to have to tell it and show it, okay? I think my father cared about me, but I don't know if he loved me. Sometimes I think my father cared about me out of obligation. Because that's how he made me feel. Don't do that to your kids. Let's be better! Thank you for listening to Cozy Room. Peace. Here we go. Back to the show. Back to the show. Bye. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.